Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome back to another edition of the Mofobo Network podcast, the best podcast to get the most up-to-date news going on in the crazy wide world of sports. As always, thank you guys so very much for taking some time out of your day to check this episode out. I do greatly, greatly appreciate it. We always have great topics to discuss, a lot of different things going on. We also, from time to time, get some good guests. And this person, he's actually been on the podcast before he actually was on a while ago i think back in march or april time frame we were doing a review of the new nfl uniforms and uh i think they've kind of lived up to either the hype or the uh the pain that we kind of put out there with them and we're going to be doing something similar today because i'm recording this on tuesday december 22nd 2020 it is Officially, the first day of the 2020-21 NBA season. We'll be doing a little bit of a preview at the end of this episode. So we'll kind of have a, uh, I guess we'll go with, you know, who's going to win, you know, the MVP, who's going to win, you know, who's going to make the finals and who's going to win the finals. I think that's a pretty simple thing. But nonetheless, it is a pleasure to welcome on a good friend of mine, a man who is very good and does a great job with Toonami Squad. He is what we would call... And I can use this language on here. He is what we call a sports shit poster, as they call him on, on Twitter. He is not afraid to speak his mind. Very big uh, supporter of Major League Soccer uh, and a bunch of other stuff. It is, good. it is a pleasure, as always, to welcome on my good friend, Stephen Durso. Steve, welcome back to the Mofobo Network podcast. Merry Christmas, by the way, to you and your family. Hey, Merry Christmas. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I just woke up <laughs> oh brother yeah but i'm excited to be back it's funny the last time i was on here we were ranking uniforms and we're doing it again round two yeah, yes we are and uh for those of you that don't know steve is uh what i would consider a night owl um he does a lot of his uh he does a lot of his uh posting uh late at night so he gets up pretty late in the day so uh he woke up to some good news about five minutes ago before we jumped on here, which was great. Um, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he actually was the one that came to me 
with this idea. And I said, you know what, why not? You know, it's, it's not a bad one. And uh, let's just kind of get into it. So what we're going to be doing, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to be going over the city edition uniforms for the upcoming season for the NBA. There are already some that I've seen that I really like. And as usual, there are ones there that I think kind of look half-ass. Um, but we will get our own opinions here. So this is going to be in no alphabetical or any particular order. It's just going to go off of the ones that I see, and then we'll just kind of jump with that. Is that cool with you, Steve? That's cool with me. And I, I actually did create a tier list, so I'll be creating a tier list as I go. Great. So when this is uploaded, I'll probably throw the tier list up after you know put up the link to when the podcast goes up. That is true. I will, I will um, probably what I'll do is I'll have you send it to me and I'll add it on to my original tweet when the podcast episode is out so that people can see it. So I think we'll, right. we'll do it that way. So here we go. Here we go. We'll start with the Dallas Mavericks. Now, here's the thing. To be honest, I like the color. I like what they were doing. I just think it's a little bit too simple. It doesn't look like like they really did a whole lot i mean again the gold does really look cool i like the silver slash gray um in the numbers um but that's about it i kind of wish that the lettering on the back for the the player's last name was also gold but i guess they wanted to try to you know keep it consistent on the back but uh yeah i think this is a pretty solid one yeah i like the little wing pattern on the side I mean, I get what they're doing. I actually pulled up sportslogos.net's article that really explains some of these. Some of these actually have a meaning. Uh, so what the Dallas Mavericks are doing, this is in their marking the 10th anniversary of their 2011 championship. And like most teams, when they're celebrating an anniversary with a gold type of deal, I absolutely love the little wings on the side. Other than that, yeah, it's an anniversary uniform. They went gold, not surprised. But I, I, I honestly have always wanted a team to sort of go with a silver and gold uniform. Mm. Sort of finally got it. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree with you. I wish the back of the uh, the last name was gold as well, sort of to match the uh, the Dallas on it. Mm. But other than that, I get it. Uh, let's see. I give this, I give this a C because I feel like they could have done a little more. And I'm ranking these from S to F, S being the highest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a little bit too simple. Um, I would have liked to see them try to do a little bit more. I get the gold stuff. I get also this is an anniversary type of uniform. And, and look, the other thing that we have to remember is that like with any sort of uniform in any sport, it also depends on how much money the team is willing to put into the uniform. So sometimes we get a bad uniform because the team just didn't put a lot of effort into it and a lot of money into it. So let's keep that in mind as we continue to go here. So now let's go right. to, let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh boy. Um, don't, uh, to be honest with you, Steve, I don't like this at all. Um, this has nothing to do with Milwaukee. Um, I've never seen the Bucks wear colors like this. I don't know what they were going for. The light blue, like the sky blue, and then the navy blue on bottom. To be honest, it looks like something that you could make on NBA 2K. Um, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really uh, impress me that much, to be honest. 
All right, so the Bucks were sort of going for a river type of theme here. The gathering place by the water. I don't okay. know. That's what the article says. Right. But they went by, you know, how Wisconsin, you know, by, by a bunch of multiple multiple lakes and, and rivers. Um, let's see. Yep. But uh, honestly, it's okay. We were trying to do Milwaukee, but yeah. it's okay. I give this a C in a bad way. So you'd give them like a C minus, you think? Yeah. C minus edging on sort of the D tier. Yeah. But I like the blues. I like the blues and I get they're going for a river theme. Yeah. But for me, it's just too much. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying and I get why they were trying to do it. I just think that they didn't do a good job of what they were trying to accomplish. And so when I look at this, I kind of sit there and say, eh, it's okay. It's not, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, you know, may, maybe it'll look different when they actually wear them on the court, but right now it, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. So now let's go to, and I know that Steve desperately does not like this one. And that is the Boston Celtics. We all know what they did or what they tried to do. Uh, basically they've tried to use what their banners look like. If you ever been to TD bank or TD guard or whatever they call it. Um, if you look up, you know, in the rafters where you see all the banners, they all look like that. So that's basically what they did. They went with a banner look. Um, it's solid, simple. Um, there's, I mean, they could have done more with it, but that's about as much as I'm going to say about this one. I got two words, F tier. <laughs> you definitely, yeah, I kind of figured that this was going to be the first one that went to like the bottom. Like this was really bad. This uniform, like Celtics, I get, I get you're all about tradition and everything, but come on, this is the, probably the most boring uniform you could have found. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's, looks like a practice jersey. It does. It looks like something that you would wear in practice. And I get the whole thing about why that they were trying to do it and what they were going for, but I'm still not, it's, it's, it's meh to me. That's my opinion on it. So I don't think we need to. Even your statement uniforms have more swag. Come on. You know, know it's bad when uh, your third tier Jersey is doing better than your, than your second tier, but that's that's what they decide to do. Now let's shift to one of the Celtics' biggest rivals and the fan and the team that Steve is unfortunately a fan of. That is the New York Knicks. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Dude, like, here's the thing. You were talking about just a second ago how the Celtics one looks like a practice jersey. This looks this it's the same thing to me. Like this looked like they really didn't try. I mean, there is very little here that I'm, I like. Um, I like that it says city that never sleeps. But, you know, that, that's about it. And they went with a black, which is cool, I guess. Um, but I just, I, I would put it in an F tier if I was making a list, to be honest. So for the New York Knicks, they, went, they decided to do a collab with fashion brand Kip mm-hmm. for their city uniforms. Uh, I will say one thing that they finally delivered on is a black jersey. I know Nick fans 
for a long time have wanted a black jersey or a return of black in some way, shape, or form. Yep. However, this is not what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Chief, and he said, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, New York Knicks fans have wanted, like, wanted a black uniform forever. We got one. Not what we wanted, though. The right. rest of the collection's nice, though. Like, I don't know if you saw the rest of the collection Kits put out. Yeah. It's actually really nice. We our own Air Force One, which is really dope. Yeah, you but sent the it one to thing on, um... that they failed on was the one thing that mattered most, and that's the jersey. It's going in the F tier. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's 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 not that it's not that impressive. Uh, you know, everybody always likes to have a black jersey because they always assume it's going to be cool and you know spot. Like, there's only one thing I like about it. And that's the classic NYC Nike logo. That's yeah. That's it. The that's gradient it. is. Eh, I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the way they did the gradient. City never sleeps. Yeah. It bothers me for some reason. I would have. I would have preferred that they tried something with like, the Statue of Liberty. You know, just to kind of see what they could do with that. But you know, it is and what it is. A teal Knicks uniform. <laughs> yeah right right that would be uh i think the only i mean the nets would have to do that since that's who owns the team nowadays but yeah i mean it, it it's okay it's okay now let's shift to one of the most impactful ones and one that has a clear defined message and that is the atlanta hawks with their martin luther king black and i guess you want to call that silver i mean not silver um a darker gold. Gold. uh yeah this is perfect to me this, you know, it reads here, Atlanta Hawks will honor the life and work of Dr. Martin Luther King, born and raised in Atlanta. So it makes perfect sense. And you look at how Atlanta's responded to everything that has gone on this year with, you know, all, of you know, things with, you know, what happened to George Floyd, um, you know, Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and, you know, everything that's going on and, and how crazy it has been. Um, I'm just happy that they were able to create a jersey that really honors somebody like Martin Luther King, who's who was so impactful in the 60s and uh, is still impactful to this day. And, you know, looking at MLK, the only thing I guess I would have liked to have seen, and this is like a small detail, it's not even really anything, is to put a dot, a period, next to each letter. So like M.L.K, just because I think it would be a little bit more of a like definitive thing. But other than that, I really like it. And I think it's going to look really nice when they actually wear them on the court. Yeah, the look itself is, you know, safe bet, going classic. I love the meaning behind it. And the cherry on top is that the proceeds of the sales will support economic empowerment programs for Atlanta communities of color, which I absolutely adore. I love that they're doing that. I love, I, I like these Hawks uniforms. I really do. It's a safe bet, yes. But I like um I'm putting this in the B tier, actually. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's great because when you buy this jersey, not only are you doing it and like you're buying a, a cool jersey, but you're also, you know, donating money to to a good cause. And I think that that's you know, it's a win-win situation for everybody. So I think the Atlanta Hawks did a good job. And Atlanta's done a very good job over the last five, six years promoting itself when it comes to uniforms. Um so I want to give them a lot of credit. And hopefully with some of the acquisitions that they've made uh, this offseason, they can kind of um, they can kind of uh, start to, you know, do better on the court and not just Yeah, the they, I think they'll be competitive this year, but we'll save that for later. We'll save that for later. Now, 
Let's go to my team, Brooklyn Nets. I'm wearing a Kevin Durant Brooklyn Nets jersey as we speak. Uh, obviously, tonight is the first, is the beginning of what should be a very interesting and hopefully exciting season for the Nets. And they came away with, honestly, a pretty solid jersey. Like, this isn't terrible. I know your reaction, Steve, when you first saw it was kind of like, why? Where is, like, what is the point of this? But, you know, for those of you that don't know, the Brooklyn Nets are carrying on their theme of honoring a local artist with their city uniform. The biggest one, obviously, was Biggie Smalls. This is, you know, I'm actually wearing the Biggie Smalls um, jersey, and people loved that one. And, uh, you know, they did something last year with, like, Silver uh, Gray and DK LYN, again, another artist. So I think it's great that they're incorporating artists, you know, and not just like singers, but also like actual like, like painters and things like that. And, and this, this time it's Brooklyn born Jean Michael Bess, I'm going to say this name wrong. Bess, yeah, it's hard to say this name. Bess-Yot, and if I said that wrong, I apologize. Who started out as a street artist in the 1970s before making a very successful transition to galleries in the 1980s. The jersey is black with BKLYN nets across the front in white. Several multicolored designs are featured along either side of the jersey as well as around the team's ward mark on the chest in that artist style. And they also revealed this past week the court that they're going to be, um, they're going to have when they wear these uniforms. And look, I like, the thing I like the most is on the side of the uniform with the different colors, the yellows, the reds, the blues, the whites. It's great because, again, it's an artist um design uniform i would put this as a b in my opinion and maybe i'm just being a little bit biased but i really like it and i like what they were trying to do all right so i'll be honest at first i did not like these uniforms neither did anybody else <laughs> at first none of us liked these like none of us liked them we were all wondering why are the nets doing this this looks like something etched by a kindergartner <laughs> that was that was definitely the case early on yeah yeah, but now it's like, as time has gone on, these uniforms have absolutely grown on me it, over time. Yeah. Um, I love the court. The only thing I don't like about the court is the, da- is the damn gray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you the, what, the, um, Why is that a thing? Well, you mean the ones like, that we yeah, had why, why did the Nets introduce gray courts? Yeah, it hurts you know, my eyes every time I watch the Nets. You know, the year before last year, the Nets had a, you know, the tan hardwood floor and People said that that was one of the best courts in the NBA. That court was beautiful. It was. And, you know, the gray just, it never, it never grokked. And, you know, I don't know if that's what they're going to do this year. I don't even really, I haven't really. They seen. are. So it's it, it still is what there. It is. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, again. That's the point. Right. That's besides. Yeah, the rest, the rest of the court, I absolutely adore. And I like, I like these uniforms. I'm going to put this B tier, but pushing on A. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So now I actually got... noticed in that uniform that the court design is sort of in the uniform. If you look closely, yes. If you look closely, if you zoom in on the uniform, you'll see you know the arrows formation kind of pointing out. That looks exactly like what the court is. So it's kind of a cool design. It's always important, folks, when you look at these uniforms to try to look as deep into the uniform as possible because you never know what you might see that not everybody sees. I remember just finding out that um, if you get, I think the Vegas Golden Knights of the NHL, if you if you turn off the lights, and I think if you put one of those flashlights on it, you can see that actually 
it kind of glows in the dark a little bit. So that was kind of a cool thing. But yeah, let's shift to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, the Charlotte Hornets already have a pretty good set of uniforms already. This one with Buzz City, it's a teal. I want to say it's teal. Teal aquamarine type of color with a black, um, with a, you know, basically black over the numbers and then a gold gold outing on the side. Honestly, Steve, this is a pretty solid one. I'm not really, I don't have much to complain about here. And obviously the Jordan logo with Michael Jordan being the owner is always a nice touch. Yeah, so yeah, a little side note, the Hornets are the only team that actually have the Jumpman on every single uniform they own. Correct. They have, obviously, because Jordan. The color, it's actually a mint color. Yeah, U.S. Branch, right? That's what they were going for? Yeah, you, uh, the, US, the first U.S. Branch mint was in Charlotte. The uniform pays tribute to that mint, as well as the Carolina Gold Rush in the early 19th century. Yep. And there's also a bit of granite in there, which represents granite being the state rock of North Carolina. I love these. Yeah. I think they're very, I think they're solid. I questioned the gold at first, but over time it grew on me. I love the mints. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is our first A-tier jersey. You know, I had, a, I, had a, I had a feeling that this might be the first one that you would put on that list. But yeah, it's a good one. It really is. And, uh, you know, again, with any of the uniforms that we we say either whether whether we like them or we don't it's more about once they actually once we actually see them in person or like you know when we see them on tv and they're playing with them is when we could get a fair representation of how they actually look um sometimes you just know right away it's going to look good sometimes you might not like it at first like you did with the nets uniform and then once you see it more and more you say you know what it looks pretty good so Let's go to and the Hornets rarely miss on their uniforms. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad they did these. If you know, if they could, if they, you know, it's it's so funny. Like if they could nail, you know, player development or player evaluation, like they nail these uniforms. Oh my god, they'd make so they, much money. They'd be they'd be making so much money. I mean, God they have great uniforms and they would have good players. Well, hopefully yeah, we, Lamelo Ball's there now, so hopefully they, they he can turn them yeah. around. And we have got to put an F in the chat for Gordon Hayward again. Because he just couldn't, you know. So hurt again? Oh my God. Hurt again. But that's besides the point. Now let's go to, and I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. This was the first one that I would put in the A tier, and that is the Chicago Bulls. This is awesome. I love what they were going for. I love the colors. I have absolutely no issue. I love the stuff on the side. I think that's supposed to be the court. Not totally sure. Um, but I think this may be an S tier for you. Really? Really, I I, mean, I personally Two like for it. you. Yeah, but yo know, S tier, I guess that's what you. I I mean, I, I go off. Yeah, right. The Chicago Bulls are going back, are going black and gold in their tribute to the architecture of their city, Chicago. Chicago, obviously, being one of the most well-known uh, plays in the history of you know the performing arts, is written across the front in a typeface similar to that used on signage throughout the city, along with the words "No Little." Plans, a quote from city planner Daniel Burnham, who was instrumental in rebuilding Chicago following the Great Chicago Fire in the 1800s. This just, you know what it, you know what it really is to me? It's like, it has like this glitz and glamour type look. It really does. And yeah, I love, like the more, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the more, like, the more I look at it, the more I really like it. Like, 
I know the Bulls have been doing like the state, the city flag for a few years, but this is nice. Yeah, I like and, this. and you know, seeing people like uh, Zach Levine rocking those this year is going to be a, a sight to behold. I, I'm excited. I, I really, if I had the money, I'd probably get one of these because this this is really cool, and I, I like that they did this. I really do. So I I personally would put this in an S tier. Um, I don't know what you would do. Would you also put an S tier? I am putting this in the eight tier. Fair enough. It's solid, but I'm not putting it in the S tier. I like it, but I'm not putting it in S tier. That's fair. All right. Well, now we'll go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I don't um, – what is this? I don't get it. Um, I get I, what you were trying to do, Cavs. It's I really guess. bad. It's really bad because here's why. First of all, you have the number, like, on the front of the jersey. You have it on the side, like, on the left side. That that doesn't grok with me, and it just kind of looks like all you did was reverse the jersey. Like, you just reversed the colors. Like, that's what it kind of looks like. So, it says here that the Cavs are honoring their city status as the home of rock and roll with this ransom. I thought it said rancid. Note-style jersey. <laughs> <laughs> The Cleveland word mark across the chest is made up of bits of the logos from several legendary rock bands and artists over the years, such as David Bowie and Pink Floyd. To be honest with you, both of them are probably sick to their stomach because this ain't it, Chief. I'm putting this, I'm, Steve, I'm putting this in the F tier. I'm sorry. I don't uh, like it at all. Cavs. I don't like anything about it. Cavs, what were you doing with this? That's what happens when the I, I get you're trying to go with different rock bands in your fonts. I get it. Black jersey. You know what's even worse? They're doing a gray court. The yeah. Court's gonna be gray. It's going to look bad. If they did a black court, I would be like, all right, this would be kind of interesting to see. But a gray court with this uniform? No. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I'm giving this a D. So, so there we go. So let's move on. Speaking of D, speaking of D, um, Pause. Uh, we're going to go to the Denver Nuggets. Um, what is this? Like, this looks terrible. I don't like the, – here's the only thing I like about it. This is the only thing I like about it, honestly, Steve, is the city in the background with the mountain in the back. I like that. like it a lot. Always have. I think they've done this before. I don't think it's the first time they've they done They have. But the – what they call flat – Irons red. Um, no, just no. This looks like you trying to copy the Suns. This just ain't it. Um, so it reads here: the Nuggets are finishing up their Skyline uniform series with a new flat irons red version of the design. Flat irons red was chosen as a reference to the state of Colorado's landscape. Fair enough. The Nuggets originally wore a skyline across their jersey in a multicolored, almost rainbow style from the early 1980s to early 1900s. How is this rainbow at all? Um, I don't really see, I, and also, here's another thing. I look down at the, the shorts. They have nuggets on the side, like towards the, towards the knees. I, for some reason, I don't like that. Um, so this, is a, this isn't like an F. This is more like a, a C, only because you have the skyline and the city of Denver Colorado oh. background. This is the first one we disagree on. I like these. Oh, you do? <laughs> Why do you like these? Yes, I like these. 
this is a sort this is sort of continuing on for what they've been doing these past three years, which is a tribute to the eight the eighties era Denver Nuggets, where the last two seasons they this was actually a rainbow uniform. They went, you know, white the first year. They went like an anthracite black last year. This year they go red, which is one of their primary colors, except they changed the uh the rainbow to a gradient. Mm. And yeah, it looks a little bit like the jazz, but I really like it. I honestly really like these uniforms. I love the gradient. The skyline is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love the tribute to the 80s. It sort of gives me sort of like a sunset type of Denver type of vibe, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. the sun, like the sunset hitting the mountains. Mm-hmm. For that being said, I'm giving in I'm putting it in the B tier actually. Mm. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, look, you know, Steve and I are not gonna agree on everything. We agree on a lot of things, but sometimes, we, you know, with uniforms, definitely he and I have different, uh, different tastes. We might have different tastes on the next team, and that's the Detroit Pistons. Okay, I really like these. I really do. Um, I, I, you know, I like the Motor City on, you know, in a circle formation. That seems to be a hip thing with Nike. They seem to really enjoy doing that. Um, this kind of brings me back, like, seeing these uniforms bring me back to, like, the early 2000s, you know, when they had, you know, Chauncey Billups, you know, Richard Hamilton, Rashid Wallace, uh, Ben Wallace, you know, those teams. So Detroit is famous for making automobiles and apparently nothing else because once again, they're honoring the city's history as the Motor City. Well, that's true because again, you know, unless you want to do a thing with like the Detroit Red Wings, since it's called Hockey Town in Detroit, you don't really have very much you can go off of. Um, Blue and red with a circular logo around the player number. The team says their uniform is reminiscent of vintage auto emblems, bold highway-like striping. Okay, I can definitely see that. And gears surrounding the Pistons logo. Wait, where? I'm trying to see the Pistons. I, I don't even see the logo on here. I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't either. I don't, yeah, I'm missing. A, maybe I have to see it in a different picture. But nonetheless, um, you know, this isn't great. But it's not terrible either. So I really, I mean, I really, I really like it. I would put it in a, I would, in my tier list, I put it in a B. Um, but that, that's just, because it's simple, but it's also, you know, it brings back that, that championship uh, look a little bit, even though the Pistons are nowhere near a championship right now. <laughs> oh, Pistons. Somebody tell t- t- me you don't like you. Right, can you? You don't like this at all. You just. Cannot get a jersey right for the life of you. Like, okay. come on, Pistons. That's all you got? Looks to your regular jersey. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it, I get it, Motor City, but you've already done the Motor City how many times now? Yeah. Like, at least, I would like to see a tribute to Motown one year. That would be cool. It's not bad not a bad idea. I would like to see, tell me if you find this crazy. Um, you know, Flint, Michigan has gotten a lot of bad, you know, press over the last couple of years. I think, hear me out, I think that they should do a Flint Tropics. Um, you and I are thinking the same thing. I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be funny that as hell. would be like, unreal if the Pistons did that. Petition for the Detroit Pistons to do a Flint Tropics city uniform it would be great i mean if the pacers can do one on uh oh what's the movie i have no idea what you're talking about 
the Pacers did a uniform a few years ago. Oh, they off, did it for off Hoosiers. Yeah, they did the move. Hoosiers, thank you. Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can do one off Hoosiers, the Pistons can do one off semi-pro. Yeah, and honestly, like, can you imagine, like, they, they you know, they, you know, they, they introduced the team. And the marketing time. with yeah. Will Ferrell. Oh, and you have the song Love Me Sexy in the background. It'd be, yes. oh, it'd be funny. It would be the funniest thing. I understand that, obviously, you got to keep it somewhat PG because, of, you know, you got kids, but. Still, I just think it would be like a great marketing thing, and you could make so much money. Like, I'm not even a Pistons fan. I'd buy a Blake Griffin Flint Tropics jersey in a heartbeat. I'd buy a Jackie Moon Flint Tropics jersey. Forget, forget Blake Griffin. I'd buy straight up Jackie Moon. But uh, yeah, I mean, you and I will agree to disagree. Again, I do get the fact that Motor City is there. I actually also was thinking of maybe an idea of doing um, a Silver Dome, you know, tribute. Um, that was a possibility. There's a couple you possibilities. Should, you should be the guy who's doing the Pistons uniform. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Because the Pistons keep putting out L after L after L with these yeah. freaking city uniforms. I mean, last year was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But uh, let's move on to one of the teams that's that rough, is – Yeah, it's true. One of the, one of the, we'll move to one of the teams that is playing tonight, and that's the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not going to wear these uniforms tonight. I don't think. They're uh, not, No. So they went back to the – I forgot what they called – Oakland – I guess they called it the Oakland Forever uniform. This is the Baron Davis look to me. This is the – We uh, believe. The, the we believe thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have an issue with this. I don't. This I is like a banger. It. This is a banger. This is a banger. Yeah. Actually, I will make one criticizing thing, and I've never liked this about Nike since they took over, is the – I don't even know what you call it. Like the neck – the neck, the like cuff. Know, this one I'm wearing right now, is like kind of it's like the funny. cuff. The yeah, cuff. that's that's just template stuff. That's just yeah. Nike templates at the Nike template added again. You know, yeah. they do this all the time for the NFL. Remember the toilet seat collars in the NFL? Those were terrible. Yeah, those were. Ugh. This is basically the toilet toilet seat collar of NBA uniform. That's true, but this was great. I like this. It brings back awesome memories. I mean, even Steph Curry was around when they still had these. If you can believe that. That's true. That's how long Steph Curry's been in the league. He was playing. He was drafted when they still had these uniforms. So you know, it's great. It's great. And you know, remember the Warriors played in Oakland for you know almost half a century uh, before they moved to the Chase Center last season. Uh, And I've heard nothing but good things about the Chase Center. Uh, I heard it's actually a very nice arena. Um, So good for them. But yeah, um, I, I don't really have anything else to say. I like it, and I'm uh, I'm excited to see it uh, when they wear them. So good for them. These are a banger. These are a straight out banger. The We Believe Warriors uniforms are so good, and that team was awesome. You have to admit that team was awesome. There's it a little was. modern elements in there, like the collar. That's sort of their current. Um, it's more from their current uniform. Yep. But yeah. I absolutely adore these. These are like on the edge of S tier for me. Ooh. This is an A tier jersey. A tier, all right. On the edge of S tier. That's fair. That's fair. So now let's go to one that I think is really bad, in my opinion. Um, makes absolutely no sense. Is the Houston Rockets. Um, if they weren't already dealing with bad news, because of their situation with James Harden, and we still have no idea what's going to happen with that. They decided to do another H-Town uniform, which is fine, which is fine. But 
blue, like sky blue. I mean, here's the thing. Basically what Nike, I'll tell everybody right now, this is what Nike did. They went, hmm, why don't we just take the same colors we use for Milwaukee's uniform and just put it on this one? Because it's literally the same thing. They got a little bit of red in there. They have the red on the, um, the Nike logo, which is cool, I guess. Um, guys, you, you, you have the space program. For the love of God, will you do something with NASA? I mean, try They sort of did last year. <laughs> you call what they did last year as trying? I don't that think. That was a space uniform last. That was a space uniform last year. <laughs> I mean, and this is the, you know, thing. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, this isn't an F. This isn't like in, you know, but this is like second to last, like bad. I, I don't really. And you know what's funny is that looking at this article from sportslogos.net, this is the smallest amount of description of any of the city editions. <laughs> like, it's just like, the, even sportslogos.net is like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's just what they're doing yeah. and let's just move on. The Houston Rockets, they're going off the flag. They're the Houston flag. And I actually follow this account called Rocket. One of my friends makes has this business account called Rockets Tracker, I believe it's called. It's okay. basically the Rockets Uniform Tracker account. Mm -hmm. They also tweeted out the court for this. And I got Houston Oiler vibes off of this. Well, yeah, that's the other thing the I was uniform thinking about. screams Houston Oilers. And I love the Houston Oiler brand. Right. And everybody, everybody loves the Houston Oilers. However, I feel like... I feel like they should have gone more of a Houston Oilers type of vibe. They really should have done it more towards the Oilers. I agree. For that, I'm putting it in the C tier. Yeah, I would have loved for them to do that. Maybe they'll do that down the road. Who knows? Um, because there's only it's so an many average uniform. Right. There's only so many ideas you can like come up with before you have to start really thinking outside the box. Um, and I think the way they do it is that every year there's a new uniform. Like, so again hopefully maybe down the road we'll, we'll see it but yeah this does scream houston oilers look i would love for them to bring that you know love you blues type of vibe back um but yeah this is kind of mediocre to me the houston dash of the nwsl did it why can't the rockets yeah. do it you know it's bad when the when <laughs> you know it's bad when a women's soccer team gets uh marketing gets it more than an nba team i mean that's that's Put right. some respect in their name, the champions of NWSL. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. We don't talk about that, though. Our team didn't win anything this year, so we're not talking about that. Anyway. Hey, they almost, they almost did. <laughs> yeah, they almost did, but they didn't. So let's, let's hope that things uh, improve. But now let's go to the Indiana Pacers. And the Pacers have done a good job of honoring their legacy, honoring, you know, Indiana and the sport of basketball. Yeah, this is good. They brought back the 90s uniforms, the Reggie Miller, you know, totally taking it to Spike Lee in the garden type uniforms. You just had yeah. to bring up Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a Knicks fan. I had to bring it up. I mean, you know, the, you know, and it reads here, the Pacers are throwing it back for their city uniform to a design very inspired by their old pinstripe blue set worn from the late 90s to 2006, including a trip to the 2000 NBA Finals. The seal of the state of Indiana is also thrown in there on the waistband of the shorts. And by the grace of God, if you, if you look close enough, you can see it. But yeah, this is, uh, this is great. I'm sure Reggie Miller is happy about it. I'm sure guys like uh, Mark Jackson are also pretty pumped. And uh, yeah, I, I really like this one. I put it in the B, to be honest. 
I will say it. These are zero complaints about this jersey. I absolutely love it. I love how they went for more of a royal blue type of uniform. Yep. This is my very first S-tier uniform. Ooh. So there's no, like, it's teetering towards A or anything. It's just straight up S? Nope. This is an S. This is S. This is S-tier. S-tier. All right. There we go. This is an S-tier uniform. So, so there you well go. Well done, we Pacers. Our, we have our first S-tier. Um, hopefully there's some others, I would like to think. Could be wrong. We'll see as we continue to go through here. Again, for those of you that are just happening to tune in or if you're, you know, if you forgot what we were doing, we are, you know, with my good friend Stephen Durso, we are ranking or tiering, I guess you would say, the City Edition uniforms for the NBA. And we will also finish this whole, you know, episode with our NBA predictions for this upcoming season. Because again, I'm recording this on the 22nd of December, 2020, the official first day of the NBA. So this kind of seemed like a fitting thing to do. So now let's go to the first of two Los Angeles franchises. We'll start with the Clippers. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with this because the white one was solid. Not great, but solid. The black one with the lettering that they have, you know, the, the, because for, for people that don't understand the Clippers kind of represent the, um, I guess you would call it the hardworking, the lunch pail type of people that live in Los Angeles or even just outside the city. It's not glitz and glamour. It's more rough and tough. And I really like it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, the graffiti artist, uh, Royal Dog, um, had a, it did the partnership also with artist Mr. Cartoon, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, celebrating the authentic spirit of L.A. street culture, which is where, you know, guys like Kawhi Leonard came from. So it's, you know, I like it. I don't have an issue. I mean, all they did was basically reverse the white jersey that they had the year before, and it looks good, in my opinion. Yeah, for that, honestly, I'm putting it in the C tier, personally. Okay. I like the fonts. It's just, just like the rest of the Clipper brands. Mm. It's kind of boring. You just, you, you just consider the Clippers to be very boring, don't you? The, the branding, at least, is boring. They, like, it's fitting Kawhi's on the Clippers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we also, are here. Mine on the Pacers uniform, I did find a bit of a knock. I'm bumping it back down to A tier. Well, the verge of S tier. So, so we still don't have an S tier um, one. But we may. But maybe this next one. Maybe this next one might be an S tier. Let's go with the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. They went back to their Minnesota roots, you know, with the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, this is a massive dub in my opinion. Um, continuing with their lore series, the Lakers this year turned to honor Elgin Baylor, a Hall of Fame small forward who played for the Lakers starting with the club when they were still in Minnesota back in 1958, right up through 1971. Uh, George Mikan also wore these uniforms as well. Uniform is in the same blue and white color scheme the Lakers and Baylor wore until 1967 with some silver trim thrown in there. Um, it's simple. I love the colors. I love the design. 
yeah, I got, I, I don't have an issue. This would be, uh, this is an S tier for me, actually. I love that the Lakers are, are doing this lore series. I mean, first it was Kobe, then Magic. Last year was Shaq, and this year it's Elgin Baylor. I love how the Lakers are doing this. They actually also brought back, but every now and then teams are allowed to do a classic uniform. They brought back the blue and white uh, classic uniform, you know, with the Los Angeles script yes. on it. They brought it back this year. Yeah, yep. they brought those back. So this is like the perfect complement to those uniforms. And I adore them. However, I'm putting it in the B tier. Oh, I was hoping I was hoping S tier, but okay, we'll go with B tier. We'll go with B tier. But yeah, I think it's a great uniform. Um, excited to see them. Um, now that's gonna be great. Now we'll go to okay, we're going to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I saw what they were doing. I really, really saw what they were doing with this because they're trying to go back to the the Vancouver style. Um I like the writing that they have on the bottom left, you know, where the, the logo is and everything. Um, I like that cursive writing. The red Nike mark, I don't get because there's no other red anywhere else, but all right. I love, love the, the neck. I love that. Love the design on there. I love the design on the sides. Um, yeah, this is a solid one. Um, would rather see them bring back fully the Vancouver style. Um, but I, I, so I'm going to put it in the B because I think that there's still some work to be made. Well, for me, the real reason why I moved the Indiana Pacers down was because I forgot about the Memphis Grizzlies. These are a banger. Oh, S2. wow. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I was surprised. So it reads here that, Another uniform based on a local artist. So I think the NBA has clearly made it obvious they want to honor artists in general. The Memphis Grizzlies are paying tribute to legendary singer, songwriter, and Memphis native Isaiah Hayes. The uniform is black with gold and teal trim and incorporates Hayes' signature in the, in the black in the lower left, as well as his trademark sunglasses. So that's kind of a cool, uh, kind of cool actually, when you really think about it. So... Yeah, There's I a, adore these uniforms. I absolutely adore them. So this would be where Steve would send a send the the, uh, the fry from Futurama gift that says "Shut up and take my money." <laughs> uh, type of react. That's the type of reaction that we get. And now we'll go to the Miami Heat and look. Their Miami Vice uniforms before this year have been great. There is no question. They've been fire. This is not good. I don't like it. Because you went half and half. You basically were like, all right, well, now we'll just put them all together and just boom, everybody will like it. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Um, I don't know if they have a white Miami Vice jersey, but I would have expected them to do something like that or a black one. But for them to go half pink, half blue, and then make the lettering and the numbering also half and half, Look, you're honoring the city of Miami. There's no question about it. And the show of Miami Vice, I just don't think this was good. So I'm going to put it at a D. Oh, man. What a sad way for the Vice series to go out. Yeah. What a sad way for the Vice series to go out. I have absolutely loved the Vice series. Yep. 
you know, the white one is still my favorite to this day. The black one does hit different, though. The pink one, they didn't really wear much, but I loved it. Last year was blue. And then the final year of the Vice uniforms, they go with a Trix pudding cup. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it is. It is a Trix pudding cup. This is, uh, this ain't it. I don't like it at all. I, I just, because it's Vice, I like. Because it's the Vice uniform, it's a C tier. Yeah. So that's it's very disappointing. But yeah, and it's sort of criminal to put any of the Vice uniforms in D tier. So C. Now. Let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is actually pretty interesting. I like what they said. You know, it's, it's called the North Star State. They have a star in the middle right above the M-I-N-N in Minnesota. Um, they have the star pattern on the side, I believe on the right side of it. They got the glow-in-the-dark green, which is really cool, which is kind of like one of the colors that they have anyway. Um, and it's cool. Um, this would be a B for me. Um, because I like what they tried to do. Here's the thing. Hear me out. I have two ideas. One, Minnesota is considered the hockey capital of the United States. I feel like they should try to incorporate something with that because it's very big. Um, I also would like to see a forest type of uniform down the road because of how big, you know, the forests are in Minnesota. Also, here's another one for you. I think they should do a Minnesota Golden Gophers city uniform one year because people love the Golden Gophers uniforms in, in a bunch of sports, particularly football. And I just think that would be kind of cool. I like this idea. I think it makes sense. I, I put it in a B tier. I think it's solid. Um, and that's a, that's about it with that one. Yeah, for me, these are, eh, they're okay. When it yeah. comes to the Timberwolves uniforms, when it comes to their city uniforms specifically, there is not one uniform there that's ever going to top the Prince uniforms they did a few mm. years back. Those mm. will never be topped. Yeah, they Those are probably one of my all-time favorite city uniforms, probably ever. I love the Prince ones. These... Eh, you tried me C tier. Yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair point. So now we'll move to the New Orleans Pelicans and um yeah. What is this? I don't know what this is. What is uh, this? Again, they're honoring the city and you know it's it's Mardi Gras look and all that and the Florida Lee, um, but you ain't the Saints, even though you play across the street. Um, but you still play in the Smoothie King arena, which needs to change really quick. Um, the Pelicans are taking the name City Jersey to heart here and straight up literally flag of New Orleans across the entire uniform. And that's pretty much it. There is nothing else that we can really say or try to understand. So I'm going to give this a C because it just didn't look like they tried very much. Hey, what were you doing, Pelicans? There was an attempt. Like, you've done Mardi Gras uniforms in the past. Honestly, you, just, you should have kept the Mardi Gras uniform from last year. Those were fire. What yeah. the heck is this? Yeah, I don't... This is, in my opinion, this is D-tier leaning towards F-tier. Mm. 
This is this is one of those where I give out a participation trophy that says you tried. Honestly. No, you really tried. So there's and you have to understand, folks, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on some of these because there just isn't a legitimate reason to do so. So there's that. Sorry, but, Pelican fans. You're right, exactly. So now we'll move to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not bad. Could have been worse. Not bad. I like the black. I like the orange and white and blue stripe, you know, on a diagonal line. I like that. Like that. Um, you know, it says here, celebration of the state of Oklahoma. Fair enough. The Thunder will wear these blue, orange, and black diagonal stripe uniforms this season. Oklahoma across the front, which is great. Is it a similar style as the state's flag? The state map is on the waistband. Is it really? Oh, so it is. How about that? How about that? Didn't even notice that of the shorts and unite is written in the lower left to challenge themselves to reach further and aim higher together well with the amount of draft picks that they have over the next five six years i think that they will eventually ah. be able to reach higher uh sam presti uh basically controls oh, the nba man. for the next 10 years he basically controls where players are going to go the next 10 years with the amount of picks that he has but uh this is a solid one i, I put it in the b that's my opinion uh, Sam Presti and his precious, precious draft picks. He's basically a Smeagol when it comes to draft picks. <laughs> That's a good point. He is, basically. That's true. Yeah, it was originally, oh, what's his name from the Celtics when it came to his draft picks? Danny Ainge came it, to his draft when it comes to draft picks, but now it's Sam Presti. Hey, look, These, you need them every, you need a guy like that every year. You know, yeah, the Knicks are sort of like that with second round draft picks, but not as extreme as the Celtics or Thunder. Right, right. But yeah, anyway, enough banter with the Thunder. Let's get to the uniforms. I mean, they're solid. I I don't hate them. Right. For that reason, I'm giving them the C tier because I don't hate them. Yeah. That's a fair. No, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I can't like. Like we said, like that, that, you know, like I said, sometimes we just don't have very much to say off it because there isn't much there. So I like it. It's solid. It's not, it's not blowing you away. Um, but we'll see what they look like when they're on the court. Now, the Orlando Magic. Oh, goodness. Yes, sort of. Um, the orange, okay. The black, I like. The black looking like that, I like it. like it a lot. But the orange, no, I don't like it. Uh, maybe an old, maybe a white and black uniform would have looked better. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see it. But, you know, look, the Magic are wearing another orange-themed uniform for their city edition set in 2021 because just like Detroit, they only have one thing, and that is the fact that they play in Florida, which is considered the Sunshine State, or as I like to call it, the Rona capital of the United States. Um, <laughs> And uh, Steve would know that because he was there a couple, what, a month ago? Yeah, I was in, I was in Florida, not Orlando, more in Miami, Florida Keys, meaning Florida Keys. I was for my cousin's wedding. Right, right. And, it, and you know, this uniform dates back to obviously the 80s um, and that whole look, as we all know. Um, color orange to represent the bright future of tomorrow. Okay. I thought this was more of a Sunny D look, in my opinion. This screams Sunny D. Magic. Magic. We need to have a talk magic. 
Magic, we, we, we got to talk. I get it. You're trying what you're trying to do with the orange in the sunshine state. Stop using orange. <laughs> it's not good with your brand. You have probably some of the best uniforms in NBA history with your 90s uniforms. And you give us this. Yeah. I mean, your earned uniforms blow these out of the water. Yeah. But the, this is just, I get what you were trying to do, but come on, stop using orange C tier. C tier. Fair enough. At least it's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like some of the other ones we've seen. Not terrible. Cough, Celtics cough. <laughs> now, let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I just want to say up front, I like these from the start. I like them a little less. Um, this is a C tier for me because I thought when they said they were going black that they were really, really going to go back to the Allen Iverson era uniform which they did, but not really. So here are four things. The 76ers made sure that they made everyone understand what this uniform was about. The famous Liberty Bell is featured on the waistband. That's pretty cool, actually. I like that. It actually looks pretty cool. The black is inspired by the Sixers' old Allen Iverson era uniforms. All right. Lighted houses from Philly's Boathouse Row, which I, you know, you could see it. And then Ben Simmons helped design the uniform, a gift promise for winning Rookie of the Year. Well, to be honest with you, I don't think Ben Simmons will be wearing these uniforms that much, considering <laughs> he may be on the move. So. Yeah, and if you see a little bit in the uh, lighthouse little uh, skyline thing, you can actually see a tiny hint, a little, tiny little thing that has TTP in there. Trust the process. So it does. How about that? That is pretty cool. Um, you'll never unsee it now. You'll never unsee it, unfortunately. Which, you kind of wonder, Sam Hinkie has been away from the 76ers for a couple years. I think the process Sam died for these uniforms. I think the process has been dead for a while, so I don't know why they keep going back to it. Oh, them. it's absolutely dead. So, I mean, Ben Simmons finally got his wish of a black uniform. But, but this is it? This is it, though? Like, this is all we get? We don't get any more? Like, we don't get... Exactly. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. So I'm, getting, I'm putting it in the B tier. B tier. Fair enough. All right. But now, ending on C, it's like, it's a B minus. Yeah. Now, this one, I can almost guarantee you Steve's going to put in his S tier. I actually would be shocked if he did. That's the Phoenix Suns. They went with the valley look, the, the pixel, you know, background of Phoenix. You know, with the sun kind of rise, I guess it's either setting or rise. I guess setting, that's my guess. Um, I love the orange uh, lettering for the, the, the letters on the back. Love it. Um, this is great. This is absolutely great. And I love that they have the valley look, which I don't think they've ever done before. So, you know, it's funny you assume I was going to put the suns in the S tier. Because you're damn right I am, S tier. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I mean, this is a this is a great uniform. Honestly, I would love the Phoenix Suns to make this the make a full time look out of this. I love it that much. Mm. This is oh. probably my favorite city jersey of the entire year. 
This is the best one, and it's not even close. Well, we there's one that comes sort of close, but we haven't gotten to them yet. No, we haven't gotten to them yet. I, and I don't. And trust me, folks, I don't know which one he's talking about. This, like, we didn't discuss anything off camera, so I'm just kind of learning this stuff as as we go along. So yeah. So, so like, I love the gradient. I can talk about this uniform all day if I could, but we don't have the time for that. No, we don't. We, we've actually already been going at this for almost an hour. So, oh my. Uh, and for anybody who's listened the whole time, thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is probably going to be possibly maybe the longest episode of season one, um, which is actually coming up towards the end very soon since uh, the year is almost up. But uh, let's move on. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Right, exactly. 2020 is coming to an end. Yay. Finally. <laughs> Let's move to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, what's with the Browns? I get what they were trying to do. I yeah. get what they were trying to do. Were they trying to go? It's like, like This was based off, like they've been doing Rip City jerseys for a what? long time. This is more <laughs> celebrating Oregon as a whole. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. The cherry on top of this uniform is that Jersey sales will be donated to the Native American Youth and Family Center by the Trailblazers and their sponsor, Bioprees. That's great. That's great. And I like how on the bottom Actually, left, the, yeah, uh, the, uh, uh, the script, Oregon, that's actually based off a sign in Portland, Oregon. It's a very mm. famous sign there. I actually have a friend who went to Portland, Oregon to see Tippers Red Bulls, and they actually took a picture of the sign. That's, how, that's honestly how I know about it. Very cool. Very cool. And I like on the bottom left where, you know, you have usually like the NBA logo, it says, we will always be here. I like that. I like that. Because, you know, Portland, you know, ever since they got a team, they've always been there. The fans are always passionate. They've been through the ups and the downs. And it's just great. Um, a topographic map makes up the base of the jersey. That's actually a pretty cool thing. And a series of colorful stripes. So, yeah. This is a solid uniform, um, and I give it I give it a B to be honest. Because I agree. This I like what they tier. were trying. I like what they were doing and what they were trying to do. It just on the eyes, it just doesn't scream like this is like one of the top ones. But I like what they did nonetheless. You know, so yeah, this is one of those things where I sit there and I say, I would I'll put some of these uniforms higher on the list. Not because they look good, but because of what they're trying to do with the uniform. It's like, okay, that makes Yeah, that's why I'm putting them B tier. Because yeah. they're doing a brown, for, a brown jersey just for the, for the sake of a brown jersey. What are you doing? <laughs> right, right. Like, when I first saw, this is solid. Right, when I first saw the brown, I said, oh, no. I said, that, that's not, that can't be good. That cannot come out good. It's not. But it, it's not bad. Now, here is a uniform that the team decided to blend everything that they've ever known about their franchise and put it into one uniform, which we already saw with Miami is not a good idea. This is not a good idea, in my opinion. It's the Sacramento Kings. So it reads here, what happens if you mix together a bunch of different uniforms from a team's history? You get the Sacramento Kings New City uniform. A trip through team's visual history is a mashup of the original 1980s powder blue set with their infamous checkerboard jersey in the 90s and their all-black road set of the 2000s topped off by the Sacktown lettering on their 2019 city jersey. Steve, this is a C because it, it looks way too bland in my opinion. You know, 
let's just call it as it is. I get they're, they're you know all the you know the you know, the blah 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 all the mixing of errors. Let's just call it as it is. This is a black jersey just for the sake of a black jersey. Jersey. Yep. Seats. That's fair. That's a fair one. Now, speaking of black jerseys, San Antonio, they decided to go back to a uniform that every Spurs fan I know was begging them to go back to. And that was their Fiesta logo era. And that's what they did here. All black with the Fiesta color stripes on the side. I think they could have done a lot more with this. I like the San Antonio script on the front. I think it's great. Uh, they also came with the same similar uh, numbering that they've had for a long time. Um, I feel like they could have done more with this. But honestly, solid. honestly, this is the most out there the Spurs have ever been. You got be, to remember, the Spurs are one of the most boring teams in the league when it comes to pretty much anything. I mean, their city uniforms for the past few years have just been a black camo uniform. Right. For the a, fact that they filter. actually went outside the box for once. And not only did they do that, but they finally brought back the Fiesta colors. I'm going to say it. It's S-tier. Wow. Going One of my favorite uniforms in the entire set I, of city uniforms. This I year. would put this in B, leaning towards A. That's me. Because I think they should have done Have you seen the court, though? I think they should do – I, I can see the court. Yeah, I did. It's very nice. Um, Ooh, so cool. I still think they should have done more with the Fiesta colors, but I get what they are doing. So I'll, I'll give it a B, leaning towards A. Okay. Yeah, for me, S tier. Finally, Fiesta's back. Spurs, you finally thunk outside the box, and it was a banger. Yeah, Do yeah. this more often. Without a doubt. Now, let's go to the Toronto, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing they need to stop doing this. Um, I'm tired of it. It's kind of boring, in my opinion. They really you get really it. You're associated with Drake. Yeah. And like they just, they're adding on to what they've already had. I would like to see them hear me out. I love, I've, I've always loved the black and red. You know, I am a New Jersey Devils fan, so I have a predisposition to, to that type of stuff. I'm pre-exposed to it. Um, I would love to see them take the old Raptor, you know, logo, you know, when they had the purple Purple, it's the Vince Carter era, as I call it. Um, and go with the red and black and kind of do something with that. Or use the well, needle that you freaking have. You, you haven't done anything with that. And that's like the most talked about thing in Toronto. Um, so yeah, I've me, seen it too. It's this is huge. a D. This is a D because it looks very boring and I'm not impressed. Yeah. We get it, Raptors. You're associated with Drake. We get it. You're continuing your OVO series. We get it. I mean, there's some 90s Raptors references in there, but to me, this is C tier, but edging towards D. And if the earned jerseys are true, because they did leak, they if they're true, what the hell are you doing? Right. Because they sort of brought back the purple in those earned jerseys but not the way we wanted them to. 
it's kind of a it's kind of a frustrating thing. I think if they had, had more time, I think they should have done a uniform for Tampa just to you know because they're playing there this year to kind of be cool. But you know, it's all right. Now, let's go to the Utah Jazz. We're actually down to the final two teams um, here. Yeah, Utah, the Utah Jazz. Jazz. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the Utah Jazz. See, unfortunately, they weren't allowed to keep the ones they've had for the past three, four years. They have to change every certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. So they, their old ones with the gradient, they ended right. up losing you know the site the cycle ended when it came to those so that's why they had to change them otherwise i guarantee they would not have changed them yeah this is sort of like it's a black uniform version of those old uniforms right right i mean it's it's solid it's solid i'm not going to complain um i put this in a solid b i yeah i was gonna say i put it in a b tier and that's about it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's solid. And again, folks, you can look up all these uniforms yourself and make up your own tier list as well. So, you know, um, and you could tweet them to me at, uh, on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W. And I'll, uh, I'll take a look at them, no question. Um, so now we'll go to the last uniform. And no, I don't like this. The gray is not We're doing going it yeah. We're going out on a whimper. Yeah, we're really- I mean, I get what you were trying to do. I mean, the, when you first did these uniforms, they were hot. And that was right. the, that's when uh, NBA was still under Adidas when they first did these Correct. uniforms. Correct. Last year, I was hyped. They brought them back with, you know, a little change. They brought the DC logo on there. This is just a gray version of that. So basically, yeah. when, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But they sort of put a different spin on it. And all I can say to that is no. Yeah. And my dad sort of made a joke about these uniforms that I can't say on air, so I'm not going to say it on air. So, anyway, see yeah. here. I mean, the only thing I like about it is the American flag on the side. I think that looks kind of cool. Um, everything else on here, the gray, the DC stuff, yeah, it's all right. But it's, yeah, the Wizards, with them being probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, maybe, I could be totally wrong. They're kind of ending this whole thing out on a whimper. So that that is uh, that's a D tier for me. And uh, that's our you know review of the NBA City Edition uniforms for the 2021 2020-21 uh, NBA season. And speaking of that season, we are going to quickly end this whole episode. And Steve, again, thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to end it by doing a quick prediction for the upcoming season now there's a couple things we'll do first one right out the way steve who do you like to win mvp this year Hmm. mvp this year last year i last obviously last year i went to Giannis, and personally last year i think it should have gone to lebron if lebron comes out with a vengeance thinking he got robbed of mvp which i sort of hope he does I don't see anyone other than LeBron taking it. Yeah, I think for me, I look at it and I say, here's the thing with LeBron. LeBron is not fully thrilled about the season that's coming up. He's expressed it publicly that, like, you know, why are we starting this soon? Or, like, why are we, why were they trying to start so late? And 
people were saying LeBron might not even try the first 10, 15 games because it's like the shortened season and it's not going to, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be competing for a championship, blah, blah, blah. The, the only guy I can see, honestly, competing with LeBron for MVP is Kevin Durant. And I know it's going to sound biased. I was going to say, he's actually, Kevin Durant is my dark horse for MVP this year. And I know that it's, it's going to sound – calling Kevin Durant a dark horse, but he's a dark horse for me. Right. And I know that I'm going to be – it's going to sound I'm being biased because I'm a Nets man. But I look at it and I say, look, Kevin Durant has a lot to prove this season. A lot of people are wondering, can he bounce back from the several injuries that he had, including the Achilles injury? Can he, can he come back from and that? looking at preseason, god damn. He right. may actually and did it. He's got Kyrie on his side. And he's got good players – he's got solid players around him. You know, Joe Harris – who can light it up. He's got, you know, good distributors like, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. He has guys that can make him better and vice versa. And I think Kevin Durant wants to make it a mission, even in a shortened season, that he's still, that he's still one of the top three best players in the NBA. And I think that he could really compete for it. But my, I'm, I'm actually going to stick with Kevin Durant. That's me. I'm going to stick with Kevin Durant only because I don't think LeBron cares that much, but I could be wrong. And he may not be so into playing these games right away as much as KD wants to be, you know, rare and ready to go and be dominant right from the first game. If that makes sense. That makes sense. So now we'll go to who we think is going to, let's start with this. Who do we think is going to make the conference finals in each one? We'll start with that. Then we'll go to the NBA finals and we'll go NBA champion. That's how we'll kind of, that's how we'll kind of um, finish it up. You know, we'll, we'll make, right. we'll make it this a very simplified uh, prediction because we are unfortunately running out of time. It's been over an hour now of recording. Um, so yeah, we'll start in the West. Um, I'll speak. I'll go first. If you don't mind, Steven, I'll say really quick uh, Lakers and I'm going to throw this out here, and people might not agree, but I'm going to go with the Nuggets in the conference finals again um, because I just don't think the Clippers are that good of a team together. Their chemistry isn't there. It proved a lot last year, and even with all the things we're hearing, like the, all of a sudden we're getting this investigation about Jerry West illegally trying to, to get Kawhi to Los Angeles. And then you're hearing Kawhi is definitely considering opting out after this season to be a free agent again. I mean, there's a lot of dysfunction there. And then you look at the Nuggets. That What you saw in the bubble, in my opinion, was not a fluke. We had seen that coming before the season was put on pause and even the year before that. Because if you remember, in the 18-19 season, for a long majority of the time during that year, they were in first place in the Western Conference. They were the number one seed. And they have a good team. You have guys like Jamal Murray, skinny Nikola Jokic. You have Michael Porter Jr., who is ready to take that next step. You still have a couple of other really, really solid players. Paul Millsap is still there, I believe. And you have, you know, you have a good coaching staff that plays solid defense. Defense wins you championships. And I think with the physicality that they play and the different dynamics that they bring, I think they're a team to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. So that's why I 100% agree. And the Lakers, well, it's the Lakers. And they're much better than they were last year. This is a much oh, they better, absolutely got much more talented Lakers team. And I just think that a lot of teams are just going to be super intimidated to play against them. 
And so that's why I'm going to go with the Lakers and the Nuggets. And I'm going to have the Lakers winning that series in seven games, if you can believe that. Wow. So what about you? What's your Western Conference? Yeah, I also, I also got Lakers Nuggets. You're out of my mind. <laughs> I have it in Lakers in six, though. I have Lakers in six. The Lakers are actually even more talented than they were last year, in my opinion. And for the Nuggets to possibly even take this series, we need to see Maldon Murray take that next step. We need to see Michael Porter Jr. take that next step. Yeah. Um, heck, Bull Bull would be amazing. To, hey, Bull Bull hey, was making threes in the preseason. So he, I'm, I'm he not can cook. He can yeah. cook. He can, he can play. Yeah. The Clippers are frauds. <laughs> yeah, they, and, they are frauds. I last year I got burnt by the Clippers. I have learned to never trust the Clippers again. People like the dunk on the Knicks for being the most cursed team in the NBA. No, it's it's the Clippers. At least we have two titles. The Clippers don't have any. And they've never been to a finals either. So it's they've never been to a conference finals. Finals, right. They still can't get past the second round. So it's it's something that it's a it's a trend. Like it, if, you, if I even start something positive about the Los Angeles Clippers, all I got to do is go back to game seven and think Paul George on that corner three, nothing oh. but glass. Yeah, that, that's rough. That is rough. Um, so, yeah, that's so we're both in agreement. Um, Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference. Now, going over the Eastern Conference, I'm this not, one's a little I, more tough. Here's the thing. I'm cautiously optimistic with the Nets because being a Nets fan, usually when these things, you know, championship aspirations and things like that, nothing really happens. Like we don't actually get to the point of where maybe we could actually win a championship. But considering the team the Nets have and everything like that, I really think it's going to be hard for the Nets not to at least get to the conference finals because there aren't that many good teams in the Eastern Conference. I hate saying it, but it's true. You have maybe four teams, or five, that are really good in the Eastern Conference. You have the Nets, the Heat, who may be a little bit less talented than they were last year, in my opinion. The 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and what am I missing? I just lost the team. Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's a good point. You got that. I'm going to go with the Nets against the 76ers in the conference finals. And the reason I say 76ers is because of this reason. I'm happy that Giannis signed the extension. I'm the max. I'm so, like, relieved. I'm like, all right, cool. Nothing crazy is going to happen now. We can end those stupid rumors now that haven't come to the Knicks. Or the Warriors. That was the other one. The Warriors was the other one. And God, you know, I ain't trying to deal with that. Um, you got the the, but I just they're really trying to like go all in for a championship, and it's just not working because Giannis, in my opinion, is not fully, you know, an all around great player. He can play defense. He has to be more aggressive. Let me just put it that way. He just has to play more aggressive, especially defensively. Like he has to be that intimidating. Greek freak player that we all want to see him be. Milwaukee. Milwaukee is another star. 
They did. Like, they need a genuine star, not someone, not a fringe star, a genuine star to pair up with Giannis. Because yeah. even when they get like fringe stars, Giannis is still doing it pretty much all by himself. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. And the Sixers, I think now with Doc Rivers and some of the moves that they made, they're a much better team than I think people want to give them credit for. And I think they have a lot to prove this year. And who knows? Maybe they actually do trade Ben Simmons. Maybe they actually get James Harden. I think it would be a disaster in Philadelphia. I think oh, it, it would be. Um, it would absolutely be a disaster if they get James Harden. I think like, that's like the one player nobody wants right now. But I, James think, Harden. but I think that the 76ers are good enough to get that far. And then I have the Nets beating the 76ers in six games. I, I think that the Nets are – I think that they can do it. I really think that they can make the finals. And, and you know, for, I once, too. for once I can say that and nobody can think that I'm nuts. Like, this is the first time in yeah, my like, life – I, I honestly think the Brooklyn Nets are talented enough to make the finals. But it really depends on two things. One is health. Can Kyrie and especially Kevin Durant and everyone stay else. healthy? And everyone else as well, because it's not yeah. just those Kevin two. Kevin Durant, that, that Achilles is a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. So it really depends, because almost nobody recovers from an Achilles injury in the NBA. Not even Kobe was able to recover. And, can, and, the, other question to, and the other question I have. The other question. Can they get a little go? Yeah. Can they go? Can they put that, that crap on the side and just be like, look, we're here to win a championship. Whoever dominates the game, if they dominate and we win, who gives a crap? Look, Steve Nash was hired, not because of the X's and O's, but because of the whole having to deal with the egos thing. That's why Steve Nash kept Jacques Vaughn. That's why he brought in Mike D'Antoni for the X's and O's type of situation. You know, so that's, that's what it is. It's a collaborative group. And hopefully it all comes together. If they play like they've played in these last two preseason games, albeit they need to improve defensively, the Nets are going to be not only one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, but one of the top teams overall in the NBA because of the depth that they have. They have a team that's good enough to have two starting fives. That one of them coming off the bench in Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, you know, Rodion's Kurutz maybe. I mean, you have a really good deep team, a 10 to 11, maybe even 12-man team. And that's hard to do in this NBA, especially if you have two superstars like Katie and Kyrie. So my pick is the Nets to beat the 76ers in six games and play the Lakers in the finals. Yeah, for me, I could I can see the Nets going out going to the conference finals. I can see them not making the conference finals. It depends on a bunch of factors. Right. But I do think the I do think the Nets can get to the conference finals. The Bucks, if they finally live up their potential, can actually get to the conference finals. The Heat can get there and the Celtics can get there. I don't think the Sixers can get there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the Heat, it really depends on their development. So who's uh, your young guys? Because they're a young team. So who's they're your a young team overall? with Jimmy Butler. Who's your pick overall then? I want to say the Celtics or Nets, but I really don't know. I think I got to go with the Celtics for now. 
Fair enough. So you have a classic. The Nets got to prove it. Right. So you have a classic Nets, uh, sorry, Celtics versus um, Lakers NBA Finals, correct? Yeah, I do think Jason Tatum this season takes that next step and becomes a superstar in the league. I think that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And then as far as the NBA Finals, here's the thing. I'm going to go off of what Steve said. If everything is clicking for the Nets, and I mean really clicking, like really honestly and truly clicking, I think the Nets could do it. I think they could possibly win. Maybe not in five or six. I think that they could win. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm just going to say it. Nets in seven. That's my – All right. I disagree. Well, I have one team winning it no matter who it is, even if it's the Nets, even if they live with their full potential, I've got one team winning it, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. I do not see them being topped, even in seven. Yeah. It, you, you, can't, you can't bet against LeBron. That's fair. You no, you can't. can't. I mean, look. You can't do it. AD looks ridiculous. AD is probably, and this is a bold statement to say, LeBron, the best teammate, the talented teammate LeBron has ever had. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. AD is leaps and bounds above Kyrie as far as talent and what he can do. So this is the best Just teammate. Just AD can A and Anthony Davis stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, no one's stopping the Lakers. There's only one winning player. another title. Number only, eighteen, and I will, and I will end, I will end everything with this. There's only one player that may be comparable to Anthony Davis when it comes to who is LeBron's best teammate. Hands down, LeBron's guy, Anderson Varejao. When in doubt, <laughs> Varejao was LeBron's go-to man. Also, um, Ilgowskis as well was like a big, like LeBron loved Ilgowskis, like even when he was. Uh, Big Z. Big Z. Big I love Z. Big Z. We all love we all love Big Z. We all and I wonder I wonder what he's up to nowadays. He's probably like back home chilling. Yeah, what is what is Big Z doing nowadays? Did he get his number retired? I hope he uh, did. The Cavs, yeah, the Cavs retired his number, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Yeah, that's that's when you know you're a real goat. When yo, he could say, yo, my number was retired before LeBron's. Like I'm much cooler than LeBron. So that was that was my take. But uh that'll pretty much wrap it up for this edition of the Mofobo Network podcast. Uh, again, if you guys have any um, opinions towards the tier list or your NBA predictions, let me know on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W or on Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. Now, Steve, before I let you go, as I do with all my guests, tell the folks at home where they can find you, where they can follow you, and also if you got any uh, big projects or anything you're doing right now. Yep. Before I plug my stuff, I will confirm Big Z does indeed have a number retired by the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right. Now I can plug stuff. So, all right. So, you can follow me on Twitter at SDurso5. Um, you can follow my Twitch at Tsunami Ultra. You can also follow my uh, TikTok also at Tsunami Ultra. Um, I'm the social media manager for an anime fan site called Tsunami Squad. Uh, we post uh, all a bunch of news and other show details about anything regarding the block. So you can follow us at Tsunami Squad on Twitter. 
Toonami Squad on Instagram, Toonami Squad Official on Facebook. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, on Twitter, we're approaching 10,000 followers, so a milestone's nice. coming up. Very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, look, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll definitely have you on again for another tier list down the road, whatever that might be. Maybe Major League Baseball. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but again, man, thank you for coming on. And again, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your, uh, your wonderful family. And I know uh, I'll definitely be seeing you soon. No doubt. Absolutely. It's an honor. It's an honor again. And thank you so much for uh, inviting me on. Of course, man. We'll, we'll definitely talk soon. All right. All right. Now, before you guys hear, you know, my outro that I have after every episode of the Mofobo Network podcast, I do wanted to make one very special announcement that's going on in my world. Uh, it's career-wise, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So as you guys probably know, on my outro, I always talk about, you know, my first book, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a Jets Fan, which is still available for hardcover ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan um, or a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, uh, please go get that book. It's a great book especially now that, you know, we're into December and we're getting, you know, getting close to Christmas. And obviously we've just had Black Friday. You know, it's the perfect book to get for the Jets fan in your life. So please go check that out. But I wanted to share that I have officially published my second book. That's right. I wrote another book and it's titled Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. That is right. I just published my second written book. I, pu I published it back on Black Friday. It's basically about the regret and all of those memories of being a New York Mets fan. So very similar, but not really in a way uh, to my Jets book. And it's, it's kind of the same thing, but still, you know, there's a lot of, there's positives in there. There's also a lot of negatives, you know, basically regret, you know, the Jets, it's pain, the Mets, it's regret. So this is, I was so excited to finally publish this. You know, I published my first one back in January of this year and it took me, you know, less than a year to publish my second one. And so it's already available on Amazon and it'll eventually be available on Barge and Noble as well for hardcover and ebook for also the price of 1969. And if you're a Mets fan, you probably guess why I chose that price as well. So please go get that book as well, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Again, the name of the book is Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. What's up, guys? It's your host, Neil Villapiano. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast. I appreciate all the love and support that you guys give me. If you want to check out more of this podcast, you can like and subscribe to it on both Anchor and Spotify. Just search Mofobo, M-O-F-O-B-O -O -O Network, and you will find this podcast. We post new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So if you want to get your sports fix in, make sure you like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network podcast. If you want to listen to me talk more about what's going on in the world of sports, you can like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. That's right. Mofobo Network presents where just like here on the podcast, we have a topic to discuss that's going on 
in the world right now, and we discuss it. And sometimes it's about somebody who just passed away. We talk about their life and legacy. Sometimes it's a preview of, of something big that's going on. You know, it, whatever the case may be, and whatever sport it is, we are going to be talking about it. We post new videos on that YouTube channel every single Wednesday. So Mofobo, M-O-F-O-B-O Network presents, and you can find it. Like and subscribe to that as well. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you want to stay up to date with both the podcast episodes as well as the new YouTube videos, please subscribe to the Mofobo Network Facebook page. So go on Facebook, type in M-O-F-O-B-O Network, and you can subscribe to it. And there I will post when the new podcast episodes are out and when the new YouTube videos are out. So between Tuesday and Thursday of every single week, you get sports content and just tremendous up-to-the-date news from yours truly. So please go subscribe to all of those and support me on there. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Make sure you also subscribe to the Devils State of Mind podcast, which is the New Jersey Devils hockey-based podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am the host of that podcast. And on that one, we discuss all things going on with the New Jersey Devils, all things hockey, and so much more. We have great guests to come on, great topics to discuss, and everything that you need. So if you need your up-to-the-date news with your New Jersey Devils, check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast because we got you covered. We post new episodes of the podcast every single Monday on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search Hockey Podcast Network or Devil's State of Mind and you will find it. We have social medias for the podcast. We have a Twitter at Devil's State. We have an Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. And just like Mofobo, we have the Devil's State of Mind podcast Facebook page. On all of those, you can stay up to date with the new episodes, like I mentioned before, that we post every single Monday. And there's also a link within all three of those social medias where you can go to the main website of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, where if you bookmark it, you can stay right there with all the new episodes that we post. So please go subscribe to that as well and check it out. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to learn more about the game of hockey and learn more about a team like the New Jersey Devils or even just any of the other team-based podcasts that we have on the Hockey Podcast Network, go check those all out. Hockey Podcast Network or Devil's State of Mind, trust me, you will enjoy it. And last but certainly not least, Go check out my book right now on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble, J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. It's about the pain and suffering of being a Jets fan for the Jets fan. That's right. If you want to learn about all the painful games, painful memories, painful player decisions, and everything else about the New York Jets, please go check out that book. I promise you, you'll love it. You'll either laugh, cry, you know, get in a lot of pain, or just a little bit of everything please go check that book out. It's available for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. So if you're a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, please go check out my book again on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, J-E-T-S, Pain, Pain, Pain. My name is Neil Villapiano. Thank you once again for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode.
And as I always say at the end of every single episode, whether it's here on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, Mofobo Network Presents, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what hardships you might be dealing with right now in your life, just remember every day when you wake up in the morning to think positively, have a smile on your face, and kick some Mofobo. So thank you to everyone who listened today, and God bless.